0: Hello, this is Harrison Kim, and you're listening to Working With People by PaveStep. The Working With People podcast is for executives, managers, and people leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. We have Jill here with us today. How are you, Jill?
1: Hi, good morning. Doing well. How are you?
0: I am good. It's Friday. I can't complain. (laughs) Same here. So today we're going to be talking about the topic of hiring for EQ, empathy, and sense of humor. But before we do that, tell us who you are and what you do.
1: Well, thanks so much. And again, I just want to say I'm really excited for the opportunity to chat today about some talent topics. I am Jill Dignan. I currently work as COO for a boutique management and technology consulting firm. We predominantly work as a Salesforce consulting partner, and we support enterprise and global media companies in transforming their businesses through Salesforce and other cloud-based technologies. In my current role, I ultimately oversee all things operations for the company, which currently includes talent. So everything from recruiting to HR to talent development, I do have an amazing team that I work with day-to-day to support me in those areas. But prior to that, really not a huge background in talent. I actually worked for about 10 years in the tech space myself as a consultant. Mm. But it's been a great journey to be part of this team and a growing company. We've been fortunate to be experiencing a lot of growth even during 2020. And I'm excited to talk a little bit about some of that today.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Thank you for your time. Let's start with the definition of EI or emotional intelligence and empathy. I think these two things have been a big, big, hot topic over the last several years, but especially in 2020. Can you define what EI is and what empathy is for you?
1: These are really familiar concepts for most people, right? But empathy is an interesting one because it has become so popularized in our Vocabulary, you know, you open up your newsfeed in the morning, and there's a plethora of articles about empathy, right? And even empathy in business, and it's even made its way into a lot of our political discourse this year, of course. So I'm certainly not an expert on the subject, but I think in many cases the concept of empathy is misunderstood because people oftentimes confuse it with compassion, right? And mm. I don't think they're the same. I actually was speaking with someone recently who just trying to illustrate the difference between empathy and compassion. And he gave a really great example being the scenario of two people walking in the woods where one falls down into a pit. And in that scenario, compassion would be defined as, you know, throwing the person in a hole a rope, right? To climb out on their own. But empathy in contrast would be described as someone jumping down in the hole with that other person to be in the moment with them and work with them and have that same vantage point to get out. So Hmm. his point was really, you can't have empathy without action. And it's that action that really differentiates it from compassion. And I think that's really true when we talk about empathy in the workplace, right? It's not something that's silent empathy is something that is active and visible. So I think that's a really important thing for employers and employees, you know, job seekers as well to keep in mind when they're thinking about this concept of empathy.
0: Gotcha. I like that a lot. What about emotional intelligence or emotional quotient?
1: So to the other part of your question on emotional intelligence or what some people typically refer to as EQ, I think the simplest way to describe EQ is someone's ability to understand their own emotions and the emotions of others. It really goes back to understanding your own feelings, being able to self-regulate, being able to understand how your body language, your behaviors, your words, your emotions that may come through through those behaviors can impact other people and being able to interpret the feelings of others around you. I would not go so far as to say that EQ and empathy are mutually exclusive, but I do believe people are capable of being empathetic, but not necessarily possessing EQ.
0: Right. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. So when it comes to the workforce directly, right? So why are EQ, empathy, and even sense of humor, which is something that you brought up before we got onto the podcast, why are they important in today's workforce and how do they really affect performance in your mind?
1: Well, I think it's a a great question, and I think it's really important for employers and employees to understand this. I'll kind of start off with the concept of EQ. I think there have been countless books, probably thousands of articles written about the topic, right? You think about books like, you know, grit, extreme ownership, things like that. Those are going back to the concept of EQ, and I read somewhere, I think it was an HBR article at one point, that, asserted that EQ can account for up to 70% of someone's ability to succeed at work. Mm. And I think when you you really understand emotional intelligence, it makes sense because almost all of our jobs go back to working with people. Most people in this day and age are not working in a vacuum, right? They rely right. on hundreds of interactions with other people each day to be successful in their role. And so those interactions can be a lot more fruitful if you can regulate your own emotions, if you can relate to others better, if you can sort of read the room better, right? And I think on the flip side of that, you know, the job market is just becoming more and more technical. There's a lot of skills that can be learned online. You know, we've got the power of the internet and a lot of the hard skills on the other side of the spectrum are things that can be gained with diligence in watching videos online or taking courses earning or even automated. Oh, absolutely. That learning curve on the technical skills is just continuing to get shorter by the day. And it's soft skills and it's things like EQ that are going to be differentiators for employers and job seekers alike.
0: And to make this EQ, empathy, and the sense of humor a little bit more tangible? Like, what do they really look like in the workplace? And I think most of us kind of know it, feel it, do it, hear and see it. But what are some examples of great EQ, empathy, and sense of humor in action?
1: I think there are a lot of examples. There are things we see every day. I'll give a really quick, basic example of empathy, maybe in a a peer-to-peer or or manager-to-direct-report relationships going back to that difference of empathy and compassion if you think mm-hmm. about someone coming to you who has a big challenge ahead they're trying to meet a, a deadline for tomorrow and then they're really stuck and you're on the other line of the phone now cuz we're all remote saying yeah, I hear you. I'm here to support you. Let me know if you need anything. That's showing great compassion. And that's that's a great way to handle and and show some compassion for your team members. But empathy is going the step further and thinking about how can I help this person? Maybe I can align a resource to support them. Maybe I can jump in and and do a working session with them. So it might be saying, hey, Mm -hmm. let's get on tomorrow for a half an hour. Let's work on this together. I think I have some ways that I can help you accelerate So it's going back to that action and taking it the next step beyond just showing compassion.
0: I love how you defined it in the beginning around the action component. I think that's really helpful for the workforce and as a leader or as a hiring manager. How can you hire for EQ, empathy and sense of humor?
1: I definitely have some feedback on that. But before I jump into that, I'd love to talk a little bit about the sense of humor piece. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting one. And I'm sure if there are any HR professionals listening, they they probably cringe at the idea of hiring based on sense of humor. (laughs) Right. But I do think it's important. And so when I'm thinking about sense of humor, to me, it's something that goes hand in hand with emotional intelligence. It's about not taking yourself too seriously. It's being okay with laughing at yourself for a situation that might inevitably fall apart within reason. So we can't have a bunch of comedians running around the office. Those are people that, <laughs> that may create risks from an HR perspective, but having people that can take things a little bit more lightly, who can contribute professionally to a serious meeting but they're able to make a little comment or something at the end to ease any tension that might be needed, making everybody feel a little bit more comfortable. It's a balance. For me, some sense of humor goes back to emotional intelligence because I think it's right. a component of, of self-regulation.
0: Right. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Do you know right, with those people in your workforce that have that sense of humor and the amount of value that that can bring?
1: Absolutely. Um, It's
0: always a delight, right? When you work with that person or when you interact with that person, uh, but sometimes it can be difficult. It's not something that you've done before. If it's not something that comes to you naturally.
1: Absolutely. There's going to be obviously a a wide spectrum of people in terms of where their sense of humor lies, but I think (laughs) it's thinking about personalities and people who can find a little bit of humor in every day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So going back to the question around hiring, how do you hire for these things?
1: Well, I think it's a great question. I think there's actually three components of this. So I'll walk through those really quickly here. First and foremost, before you can even think about how do you hire for EQ and empathy, you actually have to think about the foundation that you're building off of, which is your company culture. You're not going (sighs) to have a lot of success hiring for EQ and, and empathy if you're not promoting a culture that values those traits, right? Right. So when we think about culture, it's much more than the foosball table that's in the corner or the swag that you're getting from, from corporate. It's about the sum of the attitudes and the people that are making up your organization, but also things like how management and leadership treat their employees, the policies that you have in place, the HR policies and benefits that you offer, really simple things like that can go back to indicating whether you're running a company with empathies, even something like your time off policy. How do you structure paid time off? How do you handle requests for time off? How are time off requests handled by managers? What does that conversation look like? That's a very important step far up in the process before even thinking about how do we hire for it? You've got to have the right culture in place as a foundation. But that being said, I think the other two critical parts to hiring do go back to recruiting specifically. That second component is all about the recruiting cycle and the components of your cycle. What I mean by that is if you're really trying to hire for soft skills like emotional intelligence and empathy or sense of humor, you can't have a single step in your recruiting process or you can, but it's going to be pretty difficult to do unless you've got someone interviewing that has a lot of experience. Interviewing for soft skills. So it's really important to think about what you want to get out of the different parts of your recruiting process. And I can share, you know, at our company, we actually have all of our candidates go through a a multi-step process. There's different interviews at the beginning, but some of that culminates with something we call a JPC exercise, which stands for job personal career. Because we believe that those are the three most important things that make us up as human beings. And we've built a whole framework around it to basically have candidates do an assessment of where they're at, where their goals are. It really helps us get to the heart of whether candidates are operating with a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we've introduced to just allow us to explore some of those softer skills a little bit more methodically.
0: Gotcha. Are these methodologies in the form of tests or is it more interview questions or case studies? What are some examples that you guys have deployed that have worked well?
1: We actually have tried a bunch of different methods, but what we've found to work really well is a written assessment. We provide all of our candidates when they reach a certain point in the recruiting process with a high level overview of what the exercise is all about as a reference And then we also give them a document to fill out. And there's a bunch of different questions that we can't always get to the heart of an interview. And we also want to give candidates the time and space to be able to reflect and share different things through that framework. I think it's a great exercise, very introspective exercise for them. Again, it gets on elements of the personal side, the job side, which is what's paying the bills versus the career, which is kind of a more longer-term aspect of this framework, and then we regroup with them and we have an authentic discussion about it.
0: Right, And right.
1: we've found that that's been very effective for us in getting some of these assessments of where is someone at with their emotional intelligence, what other soft skills do they have? It's been very helpful.
0: Yeah, and from a candidate perspective, just from my own personal experience, I always appreciated and liked the written assessments rather than in person when it comes to deeper questions like these, because sometimes in an interview, your ability to think on the spot comes into play as well, which may not showcase or demonstrate you know, deeper answers clearly. So that's something that I've seen. I'm glad to hear that's kind of working well for for your team.
1: Exactly. I do think it is a way that employers can be empathetic to their candidate pool and inclusive of their candidate pool. And Recognizing that not everybody does well in the interview hot seat. I think things are a little bit easier for most people interviewing with everything being via Zoom and remote. Mm -hmm. But it's challenging for some candidates and some people do better with the written and reflective exercise. So I do think it's a key thing to think about incorporating some sort of written component beyond the application itself into your hiring process to also have an empathetic recruiting Process.
0: Absolutely makes sense. So my last question for you is, we talked a lot about you know the EQ, the empathy and sense of humor. Are these learned or learnable skills or are they more traits or inherent characteristics?
1: Well, I think that's the age old debate. My personal belief is that these types of traits tend to be more innate, but I'm a consummate optimistic and believe people can experience growth in many ways. But really to experience growth, you have to have a growth mindset. And these are skills that emotional intelligence, as an example, you really need to have some emotional intelligence to recognize that it's a weak spot or it's a blind spot. It goes back to mindset. And I think it goes back to recognizing that you want to continue to grow and develop the skill. But if you've got a little bit of skills in these areas, they are things that can be honed over time.
0: Awesome. So those are all the serious questions that I had. I had one last one for you. So in the spirit of supporting local businesses, what's one local business that you would give a shout out to?
1: That is a great question. And for anybody that's ever been to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, we have an amazing little city here and so many small businesses downtown. I think I will give a shout out to Gus and Ruby Letterpress. They are fantastic print and small Mm. gift shop downtown. They have done a phenomenal job navigating all of this pandemic safely, and they have a lot of great treasures for the holidays and things that would make great gifts for anybody on your list.
0: Awesome. We'll definitely tag them as well. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jill. Where can the audience find you and your thought leadership?
1: Yeah, so I can be found at LinkedIn. And then I've also got a Medium page where I write articles from time to time. And you can find me there at Jill Dignan.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time again, Joe. I really, really enjoyed our podcast.
1: Thanks so much, Harrison.
0: Everyone, thank you for listening to Working With People by Pavestep. Feel free to check out other episodes on Pavestep.com slash podcast. Thanks, Joe.
1: Thanks again.